Minnesota Football Dave's World Cup shows. Uh, this is our third and final group stage recap show. <laughs> we, I know we've promised uh, under two hours the last two, and we we fit, we hit it once. Uh, I, I think I can pretty much guarantee this one will be under two hours. We, we hit it by like by like four minutes the first time. <laughs> it, I think this one will be under three hour under two hours, <laughs> if only because we. Two, multiple games happening at the same time. Yeah, not yeah. as much as we can do. There's not as much uh, political intrigue this round as there was the last two rounds. Um, and there's a couple of really, there's some really good games. And there's a couple of kind of um, mediocre games. So let's do it. Let's start. Um, we have the regular crew here, Eric Silva Brenneman of the Minnesota Football Show. Eric, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, hey. I'm doing well. It's nice to uh, be back in it. It's a Friday night recording session, and we have MJ. Who uh, unfortunately will have to leave early, so we're gonna we're gonna hit some of the games MJ was most fond of. MJ, how are you doing, bud? Listen, you're you're bearing the lead here. The, the reason why the pod will be shorter is you won't have me for half of it, and you won't have Rodrigo for half of it. That's that's also true. Although Rodrigo's not uh, the one I, I'm worried about as much. So I say I, I was guilty of a lot of things, so I'm gonna take full blame for some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yes, and Rodrigo will be joining us at some point. Um, we have we're it's you know between the three three of the four of us, we've been alternating dad duties and and life family duties things like that. So um, appreciate everybody jumping on when they can. I appreciate everybody listening when you can. So yes. let's start off. What we're gonna we're gonna actually start again with the second half of the of the table uh, of the bracket. Um, Croatia, Belgium. So this, these are the games on Thursday. We're gonna do Thursday, Friday. Circle back to Monday or to Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll start with Thursday. Croatia zero, Belgium zero. This game um, had was a a very a weirdly exciting, boring game. I mean, it was just it was Croatia, Belgium, uh, two teams that you know, everybody kind of thought would be the top of the group here, and then Belgium yep. just completely, completely shitting the bed. Um, yes, Romelu Lukaku, man, it. it, it as much as I don't like him, you know, for his, his exploits at Chelsea or, or Everton, I got mad respect for the dude. The dude shows up for Belgium and plays his heart out. And you can definitely tell, um, no matter who he's playing for, he, he plays his hardest for those, for those fans. Um, you know, seeing all the shit he get, he would get, um, in Italy and Syria from all the racist ass fans that he has to deal with there. You, you feel bad for the guy. Um, can't think of, a, of another striker that's never been on my team that I like more than Romelu Lukaku, but man, he had he had a tough game in this one. He had a lot of attempts, and he had a lot of. Uh, it's not like he wasn't getting balls in, and I think he had a couple of headers. He had a couple of close ones. I mean, he he had opportunities, just like couldn't put him away. He had a, a Wando esque s misc for uh, for one, and hit the post on one. Yep. Yeah, it was a. It was a tough game, and Belgium, in Croatia, all they needed uh, in this game was a draw. Um, they didn't need to win, and they went out there and they did their they did their damn job. If you thought it, watching England versus the United States, where no team needed to win or was <laughs> motivated to win, was boring, you should watch Croatia Belgium, where both teams Croatia could have won the group. Belgium was fighting for survival just to go through. Both teams should want to win, and it was boring i, I yes. think that's that you're getting to the heart of it there like especially for belgium but i'd say for croatia a little bit too but just so concerned of with with not messing up and and you know to, to play so conservatively that 
they almost forget that, oh, by the way, we need to attack. We actually do need to put the ball in the goal. That's how this works. And that, that was like their entire campaign, this World Cup for Belgium. They played so conservatively that they didn't do anything. And they're out. And like morons like me had them going super deep in their brackets because we had all these high expectations. And they looked like hell because of it. I. I love Roberto Martinez. I have fond memories of him taking over Everton and being good for a year and a half. But the reliance on the old school Spanish tiki-taka that Rodrigo so eloquently put that many teams have kind of figured out how to defend. And, And you saw a lot of that brand of Spanish football, I thought, from the Belgian side, all tournament, but especially in this game versus Croatia. So of the so yeah of the of the windows um the 9 a.m. 1 p.m. windows I think this particular one was like the most the least dramatic um and this the most sort of uh I don't know I, shitty is not the right word but like it's kind of like eh you know every other window in in this in this uh, last round of matches was actually quite exhilarating for the most part um one match that was you know good was Morocco two Canada one. Um, Morocco finishes top of group F, um, with a great performance. Um, they are rewarded with a, uh, a match with Spain uh, in the round of 16, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but this was Morocco came out and, um, and, and just punched Canada in the mouth. And, you know, they basically took it from there. They got their lead and, uh, and just hung on and won the game. That, that chip was was so sick. Yeah. Right right away. Fourth minute, just. Just what a heads up play. All of us watching at the Black Heart were like, well, Dane would have not have Dane wouldn't have come out and done Dane would have done that. The shit poor Jen did. Um and then their 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 uh their second goal was also um on Borjan as well. It was a, a poor read um by him. I can't remember who got that goal for uh, Morocco. But anyways, uh-huh. and, and Canada got a, an own goal. A uh, the first own goal of the tournament, as a yeah. as a matter of fact. Um Morocco scoring all the goals. Yes, exactly. So they uh, they won that one two to one. Um, yeah, Borjan made the when playing it out the back goes wrong. You know, so he did. Um, 100%. Second goal was N Nesri. Okay. So, yeah, I mean this this is historic. I mean, uh, I'm just putting in here in 1986, uh, Morocco won their group. Um, I I think I put incorrectly on the IG that they are the third. They're actually the fifth uh african caf nation to win their group which is still when you consider this thing's been going on for over a century that's that's still a pretty small number and so i still feel like it's a pretty historic um move and historic win for for not just for morocco but for the entire confederation so huge yep for sure so that group f final table morocco uh finishes on top with seven points croatia uh in second with five points belgium with four points and Canada with zero points. So Canada, one of the only teams out with Qatar, we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, Let me ask you guys, did any of you call this? I mean, for listeners too, like I I can't imagine there are many people that would have predicted Morocco and Croatia. I think I had Belgium Canada on this one because I thought Canada would would show up well. I thought Croatia was a lot older than they actually were. I guess I didn't look at the Croatian roster and just kind of forgot how old Belgium was. So, yeah. I I had Belgium and Croatia going through. I had the, the UEFA... Uh, teams going through uh boy was i wrong yeah same same all right so that 
sort of kind of I said damp squid of a, of a morning um, gave way to maybe the most uh, crazy afternoon. Um, <laughs> this afternoon could may- maybe rival it a little bit, but um, no, uh, no, this was the craziest. So I can say that even as a Korean fan, I think we should talk through this one if we possibly can sort of as goals are being scored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. We'll try to do it justice. So um, for those who, who didn't watch this, uh, Whatever you like, go go to Tubi, watch the recaps of these matches, then come back and listen to this. Uh, Japan uh, beats Spain two to one. Uh, Costa Rica loses to Germany four to two. Um, however, <clears throat> let's, let's talk this through. So these games kick off at the same time. In the tenth minute, uh, Serge Gnabry scores a goal for Germany. Um, mm-hmm. A really nice header uh, to the far post, giving giving Germany a one nothing lead. Um, and then propelling Germany into, I believe, second place in the group at the time. Yes, there were so and, uh, many changes. Yeah, I think that's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, a minute later, uh, Barata scores for Spain. Who, that, that dude hates playing for every other club team, loves playing for the Spanish national team for some yeah. reason. <laughs> um, and he got ups on that one, too. Like, he skied over everybody on that header. Yeah. It's pretty. And so it's it's going uh one so one nothing that the two the two you know thoroughbred European teams the teams that everybody thinks we're gonna get through in this group, um you know are are cruising. I think Germany I think actually Germany still needs one more goal um to uh no I, you know I actually don't think so and so anyways halftime forty eighth minute uh Dawn gets a goal um a golasso oh this goal uh, is spectacular to, to give uh <clears throat> to tie the game up one one. Yeah, with Spain, way out from which, distance. What a what strike! Just like, oh, I'm gonna put this which, one in for my yeah. candidate, actually. Which uh, which puts Japan um in second place um uh, uh, behind Spain, knocks Germany down to third place. Uh, in the 51st minute, another goal from Japan, Tanaka. This one, um, is quite insane. Um, how yeah, they managed to keep the ball in. No one thought it was in. I mean, the 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 VAR, the, the referee, the assistant referee put his flag up. However, he was on the opposite side of the goal. So if you haven't seen this one, um, the ball is literally millimeters, like two to five millimeters from going over the end line. Um, if you remember, if anybody remembers watching Liverpool Man City a few years ago, there was a goal line clearance that was almost the exact same thing. The, uh, Man City had a goal line clearance that was they, literally the ball was about, you know, five millimeters from going in. Mm-hmm. From being completely over the line that was cleared out. This is the exact same thing. How this the Japanese uh, player managed to not only keep it in, keep it in, but hit it back over. Basically, he had to like knock it over the net, kind of like over the backboard, into an onrushing Japanese player who, um, you know, again the groin is the as uh, the. Uh, <laughs> well, I was wondering if we were going to go there. Yes, the uh, the scoring the scoring um, uh, instrument du jour. At this world this would be the third, uh, I believe, right? The third dongle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he uses his pelvis, his bikini <laughs> ear, his bikini region. Let's put it that way to score yeah, the goal. Yeah. And it, it went bonkers at the black card. I mean, it was it was fucking insane because all of a sudden Japan's up two to one. Dip yeah. to balls at black card, everyone. Uh, right. So then it's um so it's it's you know Japan, Spain, um everything is going good for uh Japan. Um, Spain clearly, you know, they don't need to win this game right now, but you know, it's whatever. Um, 58th minute, 
there is a uh, uh, crazy, crazy goal from Costa Rica to give them to make it level one, one. Um, uh, and then 11 minutes later, uh, another goal for Costa Rica. Again, <laughs> the, the German defense just breaks down for about 15 minutes in this game. Yep. which is kind of what they did against Japan too. They broke down for about 15 minutes and it cost them. Um, and then, <clears throat> so excuse me. So 69th minute goal. Very nice. Did they um, call it, they called it an own goal, right? Or not? I, I believe it was. I, I'm not, I'm not 100% kinda, sure it was an own goal. Yeah. Cause he kind of accidentally, I don't know. It's so hard to, to see even with the replay, but yeah. Yeah. But at this point, uh, um, they if things it. hold Costa Rica, uh, and Japan would win, would go through in this group with Japan Germany one, and Costa Spain. Rica two. Yep. Germany and Spain both out. We get um, this for about 20 minutes. I, yeah. I've, I've, I've got the screenshot on the Minnesota football show IG because it's that important. Well, not <laughs> even, not, e- not even 20 minutes, three minutes because in the 72nd minute, uh, Kai Havertz gets a goal. Um, he chips Kaylor Navas, making it 2 2. But that, um, did, that didn't change the table, though, I don't think. I think it, I think it put Spain back in. Um, and then. Mm. In the 84th minute, another uh, Kai Havertz goal. Yeah, um, now it gets ridiculous. And then in the 89th minute, because because at this point, Germany needs to score as many goals as they possibly can. They also right. need Spain to score because of, because of goal differential. Um, they need Spain to either at least draw with Japan, if not beat them. Um, and uh, 89th minute, there's a full Krug goal. This Again, the kid from Werder Bremen who was playing in the Bundesliga 2 um, last year at this time. Uh, scores another goal for Germany. That's a um, sweet one up. The dude's he he chest trap passed it and he just like buries it. It's a it's a pretty goal. Yeah, and uh, but again, it's not enough. So Spain, the, this entire time, Spain is like just attacking, attacking, attacking. I think they thought that they were out based on the results, like because I don't think they realized that they just needed that as oh, long as Germany didn't score another goal, they were fine. Or Germany didn't score another five goals or something, they were fine. Um, anyways, two. Um, I mean, just a dr- dramatic, a drama-filled afternoon on Thursday. Um, man, Japan, they, this is the first time ever they've beaten Spain and Germany. Um, and then they lose to fucking Costa Rica of all teams. <laughs> and Costa Rica, I mean, give them a little, you got to give them a little bit of credit because they put, they scared the shit out of uh, Germany. And they obviously, did. you know, took took it, uh, took it to Japan. And I think, I think the Japanese manager, Severely underestimated Costa Rica, and I do not think that man's going to make the same mistake. Obviously, the knockout round is a, is a completely different animal. Yeah, but um, they are the uh, first Asian team in the non-host country version. I'll say to top their group. <laughs> um, obviously, Korea won the group in, and Japan won groups in two thousand two. <clears throat> um, but they are also hosting the tournament that year. But this is the first; they're the first a- uh, AFC team in a non-Asian um, tournament. Uh, hosted tournament to win their groups, which is fucking great. And we'll talk about it's AFC um, in a little huge. bit because they, uh, they're having a really, really big tournament. They're turning out. MJ. So I hate to take break this to you, David, but K- Qatar is in, in Asia. They, that's true. They're technically in the AFC sorry. covers like so much. Sorry, East sorry, sorry. I meant, I, I meant, I meant, <laughs> I said hosted countries, right? So they are, I guess I know MJ, the, but in 2002, Korea and Japan were hosting the tournaments. They're the first in a, a, a Asian team, not in a non-hosted tournament to win, uh, win a group. I'm gonna go back and look up those yeah. groups. I don't remember who all was in those 2002 groups that they that they won. Uh, Korea, you the U.S. was in the Korea group. I know that. Oh, that right? it, was, it was Korea, then U.S., then then Portugal, then Poland. Portugal, wow. Poland, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I that was my heyday because Korea and USA drew one one, so I didn't have to feel bad for either team. And both teams go through. Korea wins the group. USA uh, takes second, even though they lost to Poland because both teams kicked Portugal's ass. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, by one goal, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that group, Group E finishes Japan top of the group um, with six points. Spain with four points, uh, beating out Germany on goal differential um, with a plus six. Germany had plus one. They also finished with four points in Costa Rica with a negative eight goal differential, but three points in the group. So good on them for every team in this group got a win. So um, good for good for them. Uh, so this, that this was to- cool. This is cool yeah. for you to do it like this in real time, like actually like bouncing back and forth in one timeline because it was just it was so chaotic trying to keep up with it like that. But this is I, I like was. how you were able to anal- analyze it this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try, try, trying to follow trying to follow both games at the same time was was also kind of bonkers because, yes, you'd have the bar was watching one game, half the bar was watching the other game. And so like you someone would yell, and you're like, are they cheering for the Germany Spain game? Are they? Uh, the Germany Costa Rica game or the cheering for the Spain Japan game. Um, it was <clears throat> it was bonkers. Germany but out. That sets up a yeah, so Germany out for the second uh World Cup in a row at the group. Second stage. in a row, yep. Um, since they won in 2014, they have not made it out of the uh group group stage round. Uh so that sets up around the 16 matchups. Um, Monday, December 5th, Japan uh plays Croatia, and then on Tuesday, December 6th, um, Morocco and Spain. Which should be a, yeah. a tasty. Um, there's some p- political history there Lots. between yeah. those two countries. So I mean, uh, to to present also. I, <laughs> right. I, I hate to I hate to say like do your own research, but we just do not have the time to talk about the history of African colonization and uh, Kabinda and Western Sahara and yeah Western the, Sahara. The, that that's Morocco doing the colonization on that one. But because of spanish influence that's right they, they took it over and they're like well maybe maybe we could do something good or <laughs> or we could do exactly what the spanish did and colonize them yeah let's yeah. do that so, <laughs> france occupied the north half of morocco spain <laughs> occupied the, the the lower half they wanted to call the lower half western sahara yep. um yeah read up about it it's a thing look up uh, look up Ceuta also Ceuta, where you're on the african continent you're you're in Technically, you're you're in Morocco, but you're not because it's a Spanish enclave, right? In Morocco, <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. And, and and not, and not to mention that Gibraltar yet. So you know, hey. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say that I, I, the man's uh, name is escaping me. The player that was born in Spain to Moroccan immigrant parents that plays for Real Madrid. I mean, this is huge for him. Yeah. We can move. Thank you. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So that takes us to uh, Friday to today. Um, we are. Uh, so this morning we had South Korea and Portugal and Ghana, Uruguay. This where MJ was, was caught the second half of the South Korea game <laughs> at the black heart. Uh, so Ghana, Uruguay uh, clearly has some, some history with Luis Suarez and was at 2010 when, uh, when there was the, the handball. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Some people call cheating. I call fair fucking play. Um, convert your penalties is what I would call it. But uh, the, the Luis that's Suarez, basically what he said. He did a press conference yesterday. I think it was just like, hey, I didn't miss the PK. <laughs> the, Lu- the Luis Suarez hate um, 
is it was very rampant and and very uh, pronounced. I I just try to keep my mouth shut because I actually enjoy Luis Suarez as a footballer, not so much his biting and racism, but um, as a footballer. And this is probably his last international tournament. However, um, so Uruguay, who hadn't scored a goal in the tournament yet, <clears throat> comes out. Um, guns a blazing um some something somebody lit a fire in Luis suarez's ass um i'm not 100 sure why my guess is that um all of ghana um just trying to hate on Luis suarez but let's start with uh south korea and portugal um south korea's was it the manager he was he got a red card in the last game didn't he mj um yes and Paul Bento. To... yeah so this portuguese is because... by the way yep. we should mention yes. that portuguese Paul, coach Paul Bento, playing portuguese the portugal coach this, this is next level MJ on here. Paul Bento does not want to have to deal with the conflict being a Portuguese person, Portuguese citizen, and managing Korea versus Portugal. And so he does the wise thing. He yells and yells and yells at the referee because they're not giving Korea the, that one last attack that they deserved at the end of the game. The ref blows the whistle prematurely. and But it's not because the West the ref blew the whistle prematurely he's really just trying to get himself removed so there's no conflict of interest okay nice. i mean good on him uh portugal come out in this one and they um scored an early goal in the fifth minute uh horta scores for portugal korea fires back um about 20 minutes later with a, a goal and mj correct me if i'm wrong is it is it kim young guan or should be uh young guan kim um, What's the, the name? Do either the name? or, so like okay. Western versus Eastern. So I, I like to do last names first or family names first. Okay. So Kim, Kim Young Guan, but but Kim, yeah. So yeah, so Kim Young Guan scores uh, to level the game uh, at one one. Mm -hmm. All the shit that I said about Young Guan's defense <laughs> last game versus Ghana, I'll still say it. I'm not taking it back, <laughs> but a little bit redeeming himself on the attack this time around. Yeah, so uh, Portugal playing. I mean, Portugal was already through. Um, they knew that they didn't need anything in this game, so they're they're trying to rest. Um, so they take out in the 65th minute. Ronaldo, um, Ruben Neves, and Matthew Nunes all sub out, um, hoping to obviously keep those guys healthy for for the next round. And for the last, you know, sort of 25 minutes of this game, it was it was very Correa was definitely trying to score, um, but uh, didn't quite you know couldn't quite find a couldn't quite find the the angle. So Ronaldo is getting subbed off and he's time wasting and he's taking a sweet time. And Chogu Sung basically becomes the hero that we need, not the one we deserve or something. Uh, he learned enough Portuguese to curse at Ronaldo. And <laughs> I missed this. <laughs> th th there, was th there was an interview after the game where Christian Ronaldo is quoted in, you know, from a translator. Before leaving the game, a South Korean player told me to leave the field immediately. I told him to shut up. He has no authority. He doesn't need to give an opinion. Unquote. CR7, uh, the player we love to hate. Or hate to hate. I mean, I, I still <laughs> yeah. love to hate. Um, I was saying, I believe of the last five goals that Portugal has scored, none of them have been scored by Ronaldo. So that dude could just all go ahead and not score any goals for Portugal ever again. It would be awesome. Maybe yeah, there's um, a reason why he's not with any professional club right now. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Minnesota United Colin soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pause on the South Korea game and slide over to Ghana, Uruguay, um, because of reasons. 
Uh, so Ghana, so the game kicks off again at the same time. Um, all these games did. Uh, Ghana wins a penalty after a, uh, a VAR uh, penalty call. It was a probably a penalty, but it was it was it was dicey. Um, uh, Ayu steps to the spot. The only dude on the pitch for Ghana that was on the pitch back in 2010 when Luis Suarez um, in the the penalty heard around the world. Um, the Darwin, yeah, the incident. Darwin Nunez um, being. Darwin Nunez um, decides to try and stamp on the uh, on the penalty spot. Um, clearly gets seen, uh, gets a yellow card for for his uh, his prop is is um for his troubles. Uh, so Ayewu steps up uh, in the twenty first minute and misses the penalty. The Uruguayan keeper guesses right. Uh, Ayewu with one of those crazy, weird, small like you know baby step run ups things that that always it seems. Nine times out of ten, they fail. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there, it's better than that. But it just seems to me, anytime you try and, and do a penalty like that, it just, it just, you, you fuck up. So, um, anyways, so just like in 2010, the Uruguayan keeper steps up and makes a save, um, keeping Uruguay in the game. <clears throat> Five minutes later, uh, uh, someone help me with the pronunciation. De Arasqueta. Uh, it's uh, De Arasqueta. Yep. De Arasqueta. Okay. You did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Flamengo um, attacker scores a goal from Uruguay. Uh, this is a Luis Suarez. This is one I think Luis Suarez takes a shot. It deflects to Donasqueda, and uh, he puts the ball in the back of the net with his head. Six minutes later, this I think I'm putting this one up for a potential for the goal of the round. Um, Suarez takes the ball down, um, passes across the box, and uh, Donasqueda. Sorry, Donasqueda. Um, does it again this time just does a side again. volley and it was absolutely yeah. absolutely amazing shot by the Uruguayan it was a sweet goal <laughs> it yes. really was yes so that puts Uruguay up 2 nothing, which is basically all they need to get through with the you know current result over in the South Korea Portugal game the 57th minute there's a possible pen for Uruguay but uh, they went to VAR and VAR said no um, Cavani or sorry not Cavani uh, Nunez goes down in the box I don't know. It looked to me very much like a penalty. It looks like other stuff had been called like that. But again, we've seen that not called. So what are you going to do? Um, so then we switch. Let's we'll slide back over to South Korea, Portugal, because that game um, I kicked the second off. I kicked off earlier um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because there was a lot of extra time in the first half of the Ghana Uruguay game. And in the uh, 91st minute, um, MJ, tell us, why don't you talk, take us through this uh this particular goal? Well, for one, you always have to watch out when there are two zones on the field. They sub in, uh, I mean, obviously, Sun Hyung-min, the famous one, uh, he started. and uh, But they also sub in Sun Jun-ho at, uh, I can't remember what, what minute. It, it doesn't really matter. But there, the important thing is there are two sons to, to, on the field, and they are hard to keep track of. They're both attacking players, and they're both good for being 30 fucking years old. And Sun Heung-min is coming down the, the right-hand side of the pitch. And at one point, he has three Portuguese defenders on him, preventing from him doing what he wants, which is scoring the, the winning goal for all of, all of Korean glory. And uh, so he has three guys on him. He nutmegs the one that's closest to him, which is Diogo Dalot. Um, 
and ends up feeding uh, Huang. And since there are like three Huangs on the team, I should say it's Huang He Chan, the one that plays for Wolverhampton. And Huang He Chan just beats Diogo Costa um, on a fabulous, amazing strike that made me go really crazy at Blackheart. Or not really crazy, but as crazy as MJ can go. You were you were high five and half the bar, so <clears throat> there's that. <laughs> awesome. I was running around highlighting half the bar, screaming Hangu Kaguk Kaguk Warriors. And then let's not forget, shirt comes off, showing the guns. That dude was like, that dude's cut. Yeah, he he <laughs> he lifts, he works out. Uh, uh, that dude is on... takes the yellow card for yeah. uh, ripping his shirt off. Um, that, that dude is on the Adama Traore uh, diet, apparently. Um, just, just fucking protein and uh, uh, and weights and heavy lifting. So yeah, yeah. He'll, um, he'll, he'll, he'll do. He'll uh, train with Korean zombies shortly. Get into the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> I couldn't help since uh, I mean, this was not the goal of, of the match day by any means, but this might be the assist of the match day with the clever nutmeg with three defenders around you. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it flash flash back to 2002, the aforementioned uh, Korea Japan World Cup, where Korea beat Portugal one nothing uh, on a Park Ji Sung goal that probably shouldn't have gone in, but like he chest bumped it uh, a pass from 42 yards away across, and then uh, since the defender was flying at his right foot, went right foot to left foot, and then nutmegged the Portugal keeper uh, Vitor Baia, um, and uh, it's an ugly goal because I think it hits both of Baia's wickets as it's going between his legs. But yeah, uh, 2002 Park Ji Sung, the revenge of the nutmeg or the return of the nutmeg. Nice. Uh, well, um, work wasn't done because over in the Ghana Uruguay game, um, again they this had kicked off the second half kicked off about five or six minutes after. South Korea. So they were still in the, um, they just, they haven't even got the stoppage time at this point, but in about the 63rd or 64th minute, um, uh, why am I blanking? Diego Alonso, the uh, Uruguayan coach, uh, failed my inner Miami manager, by the way, um, was brought in, (laughs) was brought in mid, um, uh, mid qualifying to, um, get Uruguay back on track, which he did. Um, uh, Rodrigo, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, you know, he, they went undefeated once he took over and scored a lot of goals, but for some reason the dude decided to not do that this this uh, this tournament. And then I believe the 63rd or 64th minute takes off both Luis Suarez and Darwin Nunez brings on Edison Cavani, Cavani, um, basically playing to keep their two nothing you know result as it was, not realizing that they might need another goal at some point. Um, and mm. That hasn't backfired on any team in the uh, in the knockout in this last sort of round of knockout matches here. Um, so again, they, uh, they the South Korea scores. You, I, I was again, I was watching mostly watching the Uruguay Ghana game. They they take a they flip over to Luis Suarez. Someone shows him, and he just sort of like pulls his uh, jersey over his face, and you know I'm sure he's cursing in in Spanish or something. Um, anyways, there was a stoppage, Cavani, a stoppage time. Gavadi goes down in the box. Um, no, this was like awarded. the ninety. This was stoppage. Yeah, ninety something. Yeah, right? there was a couple, couple, oppor- couple opportunities. It turned in really to a track meet. The last like sort of seven minutes of the game when Uruguay yeah. figured out that they needed a goal to go through. 
Um, unfortunately uh, for Uruguay, fortunately for South Korea, it was not to be and not there. And Ghana gets a, a sliver of revenge um, by defeating Uruguay, losing two to nothing, but knocking them out of the World Cup by not allowing the third goal. Um, Rodrigo, then, there was some. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, I, was, I think you're probably getting to what I was going to say is that yeah, the the tempers. Uh, the tempers continued yeah, after, so, so, after the call. <laughs> so Uruguay, Uruguay was not happy with uh, the results of that match. And, um, and Rodrigo, welcome. And j- thanks for joining us, man. And uh, what, uh, what bore the wrath of Edison Cavani? <laughs> well, I just think mostly, you know, like it was just an introduction to, to Comibol, um qualifiers in a sense, right. Where, um, you know, Cavani and the rest of uh, the rest of the Uruguayan team just really started going after the referee to the point where, like, Cavani got a yellow card after the game was over. And um, even in frustration as he was walking there, the Uruguayan team is walking into the locker room. Cavani hits the VAR machine a la... Um, I remember we covered this in Minnesota football show. Where, <laughs> yes. Where, where Brazilian that was, team that was Brazil. took the machine apart. Was that Brazil-Argentina? I can't remember. I don't No, 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 no. That was, no, this was like a, a league game. Oh, just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They literally just took the VAR machine and threw it apart. Like, that's literally what Cavani right. wanted to do. But he, he pushed that down <laughs> in frustration and, and walked away. Amazing. Um. And they were going after the is, other reps too. It wasn't just like no, the yeah, they were, going, like they, they were going. They were going through all but of that, them. That that is the end of the Cavani, Luis Suarez era for the yep. Uruguay national team, and that's how they choose to end that with Luis Suarez literally sobbing and Cavani literally knocking down anything he can just in his path, fighting everything around him. What was it a PK? Wasn't it a PK? What what's what's the take here between the panel? Uh, which one? The the, la- the last the, one. The Cavani one? I don't think yes. the Cavani one was a penalty. I think the, the one in the 57th minute probably should have yeah. been. But I think I the Darwin think... Nunez uh, was yeah, a the PK. Yeah, one. Yep. And I think that's that, that should have been awarded. But this, this is the very first time I think that I saw VAR not go the way that usually it goes. And I thought that was interesting how they were able to use VAR not to be able to not see the contact. Um if there was a PK that was kind of iffy, was the first one, and that's what I thought. Um, the one that the Uruguayan goalkeeper blocked, because as he was, as he dove into towards towards the towards the path of the player, like the ball was still was still there, and then the keeper and then the player just chipped it over, and then the ball goes over, and he just gets you know gets his hands are sticking out, so he hits him, of course, and so that's that's a PK. So yeah, I, I mean, I think. Uruguay should definitely feel hard done by, but I mean, again, like if you score any goals in the first um, two matches, you're not in this position. So, I mean, they only have Diego Alonso and, and themselves to blame for this one. So, so this is, um, so we'll talk about the Crazy. third AFC team, but this is the first time ever in a world cup that three um, Asian Federation teams have made it to the knockout round, which is a uh, huge, well, pretty awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. Even it's very, if one is Australia. Even if one is Australia. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hey, they're, Spoiler alert. Yeah. They're, you know what? They they participate in your tournaments, bud. So they uh they consider they're considered they, they got sick of beating New Zealand's ass for the 
OFC. Was it uh, was it was last time the first time they joined AFC for the 2018? Or was no, it, no, no. They've, many, they've they've been around. They've, they've been around for a while. They've yeah. been in, yeah, I think 2010. Been an I think Asian team for a long time. Okay, yeah. I can't remember when they when they made that jump. Yeah, it just they don't they don't want to make an Oceania uh, bracket because they need to just be themselves playing against themselves. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it was Although, it was them versus New Zealand every every time every yeah. time, and then you know it's it's just a half a spot. You know, like yeah. you still have to go play someone from some other confederation, usually Commonwealth. I think. So what, I what's think it's, go ahead. Eric. I was going to say what's interesting here when we were talking about this in real time um, in our in our chat because I was trying to figure out what the tiebreaker was. Um, I, I I forgot for whatever reason you, you led with it, Dave. That. Uruguay hadn't scored any goddamn goals up until this point, which is a wild thing to, you know, contemplate that, that that's actually what that's what happened. And so for some reason, I kept thinking that it was like to yellow cards or whatever. And you're like, no, they only scored two and South Korea put up four. So there you go. That's- I was really happy that with the nil nil draw in Uruguay versus South Korea, I didn't think it would come back to haunt either team. I assumed Uruguay would advance and Korea would not advance. And, and that draw with no goals wouldn't have really affected either team. Other than, pretty huge, turns out. <laughs> but it turns out pretty huge that Korea kept Uruguay off the scoreboard. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah, that and then, um, so the, the, the chaos scenario in this one in the morning was if uh, South Korea beat Portugal two to one, which they did, and Uruguay beat Ghana four to two, um, then it would have been yellow cards because it would have been, they would have been even on goal differential um, goal scored. And obviously the, the head to head, and then it would have been up to yellow cards. And I kind of wanted that scenario. If only because Darwin Nunez is trying to scuff the penalty spot, um, getting that yellow card would have knocked uh, Uruguay out of the room. As much as I picked, I think I picked Uruguay to go to the final. So like, it sucks for me, but I'm also um, again, you got to score fucking goals, man. Um, and that's uh, what you got to do. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, we go. No, I was just going to say, if you're going to bank your money that uh, that Uruguay is going to advance because of fair play, it's it's never going to happen. <laughs> Coleman Bull has proved <laughs> that over and over again. That That is that is so well said. <laughs> that, that's never going to happen. You know, um, maybe a Bolivia, maybe a Paraguay. Yeah. Maybe even a Venezuela, but that's literally just the teams that those are probably just the teams that don't that they would they would get advanced in a fair play, but everyone else is like, no, that's not happening at all. Uh, those, those teams are qualifying anytime soon, so um, uh, man, okay. Well, well before we, we, we jump, got 2026, yeah, go so at that point, hey, could, listen, we could have we could have uh, um, I don't know, I Imagine Bolivia back in another World Cup. That's probably the scenario that we're looking yep. at. So. And listen, Oceania is going to have a full spot in that tournament, I believe, in the uh, 2026 right. tournament. So on Australia, a Huato coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> Australia will Boxo split Brothers are in, man. Uh, all right. So Portugal wins this thing. Uh, South Korea jumps. Uh, they're, they're through. Amazing. Yep. So uh, before Uncle we scored. On Cole scored. Yep. yep. Uh, before we jump into the last uh, part of the Friday matches, uh, let's talk very quickly. I'll uh, thank you, Podiumware, for sponsoring the World Cup broadcast here, or the World Cup uh, recap shows that we're doing. Um, again, if you need, uh, you know, quick, uh, cool design, local um, design, locally made <clears throat> soccer uniforms, soccer apparel, anything like that, um, you should definitely reach out to Brian over at Podiumware. 
Um, you can give him a call at 651-895-4559 or email him at brian at podiumwear.com. I was wearing my uh, podiumwear Blackheart shirt today, actually, as a matter of fact, during the matches. Still fits, um, even though I put on a few LBs since I got that shirt back in uh, 2018. Um, high quality stuff. Uh, and like I said, it's all locally made here in St. Paul. Um, you get, like I said, local design, um, locally produced. Uh, you have really cool custom uh, websites so that, you know, you're ordering just what you need and not ordering a bunch of extra shirts that you're never going to wear, never going to use. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Um, again, if you want to reach out about your club soccer uniforms, uh, your men's league or, or co-ed league soccer tournament teams or women's team, um, any apparel or anything that you need, uh, podiumwear.com. You can reach out to Brian at podiumwear.com or give him a call at 651-895-4559. And I'll tell you what, they'll look way better than those ugly Portugal kids. <clears throat> I was going to... I. I was gonna try and do something with the the Portugal kid. I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. So um, uh, I'm maybe biased because I just brought up two uh, South Korea wins over Portugal in World Cups. But yeah, <laughs> those Swiss kits are are a little uh, sus as well. If, if you know. All right. Speaking of the Swiss, let's jump in to Group G, which took place this afternoon. This is the, the most recent games. Uh, Serbia Switzerland played off or uh, kicked off. In the uh, uh, Albania Derby, I guess, if you for lack of a better word, <laughs> the, um, the Balkan Derby. Yeah, the Balkan. Ho- hopefully, Balkan, another Balkan Civil War. Yes. Yeah, a Balkan beatdown Balkan for Switzerland and Part, uh, Cam. Part, Cam oh, there's actually a, there's actually a really great band called Balkan Beatbox. Oh, nice. they right. are good. Great band. Uh, all right. Well, let's start with um, we'll start with the I guess the the more boring game i guess would be a way to describe it cameroon one brazil zero um eric do you want to you want to talk about this one at all any highlights yeah i mean this one go pretty fast i mean it was pretty much full rotation i think militon was the only there's one one or two that were out there from the i guess big air quotes first team uh the jv squad but but all these players are still you know top players in europe um Old man Danny always gets the captain's armband in the start, so it was cool to see him uh, get his 126th cap for the Selecion, which puts him uh, tied with Roberto Carlos for second most cap players, uh, just behind Cafu, who's at like he's got like 140 something. He's way up there. Um, did, but they're saying Al- that. Go ahead. I was like, didn't Alves score a penalty in the Confederations Cup in 2009 to beat? He the did. US in the final, I think. Yeah, he, Fuck that he guy. scored in that, and he and he also scored for the uh, gold in the Olympics. Mm. But this is, but he hasn't won a World Cup because he was out. Let's see, uh, two oh two was before his time. He didn't play in the uh, twenty eighteen. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he gets the captain's armband with a whole bunch of new faces, and you know they they don't. They don't play bad. Like Martinelli is a really good player. And I think you guys that watch probably more Premier League than I do. He's with Arsenal and he's pretty freaking awesome with Arsenal. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of uh, really good attempts. A uh, couple good blasts just wide. Um, but Cameroon, you know, they they were threatened, but they weren't scared to go after him too. Um, there was chaos in the box in the 47th minute. Ederson had to have a really big save with a header that almost went in, but it goes nil, nil halftime. Um, and the Cameroon come out flying. Uh, 
Teles, uh, who's another new face in the defense, he he gets bumped twice. I'm, I'm thinking there's some kind of a concussion, whatever, because he gets it's one of those situations off a corner where he goes up and they both whiff and then bonk. Then he comes back down and there's a free kick and pretty much the same thing happens. And, you know, he's clearly dizzy and doesn't know where he's at. So they get him out of there. Uh, that takes a little bit of time. Um, but what else? I mean, yeah, Martinelli again has a good opportunity. Uh, big mess in the box, but he again, can't convert. And that's kind of the rest of the, 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 the final half here is they just keep having all these attempts can't get it in. I was listening at this point. I wasn't able to watch it, but I just like get to the box, scoring opportunity, miss it or save, miss it or save. In the middle of this, I don't know. You guys watched it, so maybe you want to talk about the uh, the Cameroon goal towards the end because they have like the one opportunity in the second half and they make it happen. So go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was it was just a um, a really good ball by the a good movement by the Cameroonian uh, team. And I, I, I made a joke about that's why you start Allison in this one. I, there's nothing Ederson could do. I mean, it was just a great, um, a great sort of run, you know, towards the, towards the end line. Um, and he's, he crosses at it, you know, right across the box. And I don't know what the Brazilian defenders were it was doing, but Abu Bakar, right? I, yes. Abu Bakar. Yeah. He was, um, he was coming in so fast. I mean, he was like a yeah, laser. That, I saw it in the that, replay. Yeah. Speaking of Triora, that dude is also jacked. And we found out because yes. he scores the goal. <laughs> yeah. He scores the goal. Uh, runs, rips off his shirt. Um, <laughs> and then he gets, so he gets a second yellow card. Because he yeah, gets, yeah. gets the red. So he gets a, gets a red. And he's, and um, it was just brilliant because he's just holding his shirt up to the crowd. Like, I think it was like the best red I've, red card I've ever seen. Because he's well, like, the, no, fuck it. There's, yeah, exactly. There's a split second where he does it and he kind of realizes what he just did. He's like, well, too late now. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I, he forgot. Yeah, he forgot he was on a, a yellow card. And then, yeah, so it's just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he's, he just fucking owned it, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, again, also a dude who was absolutely jacked as well. So um, uh, so that game, so it basically ends with Brazil losing, which means yeah. that no, which means that no team won all three group matches. I'm uh, so frustrated their- by this. Like I, I have this question for Rodrigo mostly from the coaching side, because I've played in like tournament style things before, but I mean, so Brazil does this. We'll talk about the other ones, France and Spain. I mean, is this just a tactical thing in coaching now? They like, once you're through rest everybody. And if you get your butt kicked, it's fine. No big deal. What, uh, what, what happened to like winning the group and taking three wins and nine points? I, I think you have to come into consideration as to how, um, crazy this past I would say year year and a half has been regarding the tournaments and just regular regular play and league play like we've talked about this um the Minnesota football show just following the Brazilian league there's literally like zero rest time and the fact that this league this this tournament falls literally right in the middle of um lots of different type of local leagues and stuff like that and has to be a stoppage it 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 just leads to the um to the problem as like injuries right and you want to be able to to monitor that and you want to be able to 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 be able to do that but at the same time like the world cup is also you know a time to be able to to kind of give experience to other players so like if you know brazil regardless of the score scoreline was going to do um you know, then I don't see why not just flip it around and be able to save your players and, and do that. So I I don't disagree with the with the 
with it. Plus, you know, whenever you don't start a, a Bolsonaro uh, supporters uh, goalkeeper, you know, it's always a good day in my book. But you know, <laughs> I, I thought is, you know is Allison is a Bozo too? Yeah, you know that. That makes sense. He's he's a German Becker, so I mean, I guess yeah, I'm not I was surprised. gonna say it's like I, you did, look at I his didn't picture, know that. You look at I his didn't picture, know that, but I'm not surprised. That. So there you go. It's, yeah, that's the least surprising thing about Allison. That dude is also like he's like a um uh evangelical uh Christian oh, too. Um bat, he baptizes uh, uh, check, his, checking all the boxes. Yeah, it's it's he's he's not great, oh. but he's he's a really good fucking keeper though. So. He's a good keeper, but yeah, I, I mean I, like, I can look past you know. a few things, but yeah, he is yeah, he's not the uh yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, you, you yes. don't want to send your kids to that church. This is saying no, 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 no. no. Um, Cameroon, good on them. They take advantage yep. of the uh, of the B squad and get a big win. I can't, you know, if an African team is going to beat Brazil, I, I can't be too sad about that. So yeah, but I mean, I, I, it also, it also, um, what was the what was the streak? Like they, it didn't lose any qualifying oh, yeah. World Cup qualifying meet, and so this is the first loss in I don't know how many. How many games? I want to see twenty or something games. Something I, I can't like think of like it. Um, so, like this tournament has been a tournament where like um, it's been really, and maybe we can talk about it at one point. But just how different this tournament has been in the other, in comparison to to other other tournaments, and and whether we like it or not, or how we like it, uh, how this is going so far. But I mean, Brazil is doing what it's supposed to be doing. They seem to be the only one that's been consistent in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, I just would wish well, they would have yeah. held it and tied at least. Like, come on, <laughs> but whatever. Well, I know MJ's got to go, so let's let's power through the uh, the the Balkan um, uh, battle here r- real quick. Balkan um, beatbox. <laughs> Shakiri, the power cube, gets the start. He didn't start in the game against Brazil. I think they were. He was saving all of his aggression for this match uh, because he came out firing on all cylinders. He did twentieth uh, minute power the power cube gets a uh, just a, an absolutely classic Shakiri goal where he just basically smashes the ball into um, off of a low cross uh, into the far corner. Um, keeper had no chance at that one did not do the Eagle celebration. Um, unfortunately um, for those, I was telling people at the, at the black card about the, the Serbia Switzerland game from 2018 where the uh, Boshaka and Shakiri did the double Eagle celebration uh, did not do it this, this time, or at least we didn't see it on the broadcast possible that they did at some point, but um, I believe wellness check for anybody in, in, in the Balkans right now. Let's please let us know what's happening. <laughs> right. Does anyone remember what happened after that 2018 match? FIFA launched investigations. Yeah. They, they got I believe fined, but Switzerland was fine. Yeah. I believe, I believe for yeah. that. So, so um, Jaka and Shakiri were both investigated and also the, the manager of Serbia was also investigated for his, you know, very racist <laughs> comments, if you will. Right. So uh, Serbia pulls one back uh, just a few minutes later with uh, through Michovic, um, who I thought that dude was like 35 years old. He's only like 26 or 27. He's still pretty young. I, I mean, I'm sure he smokes a shit ton of cigarettes after the games because he looks. That's what I was going to say. Like, 35. Yeah, it's, he's aged. <laughs> he's aged. Well, he's 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 in there running for the next Marlboro man. Um, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, apparently Mitrovic has looked like he's 35 since he was like 18 years old. So, <laughs> again, must be all those cigarettes. Uh, 35th minute goal, Serbia pulls ahead. Um, 2-1, uh, Vlahovic scores. Um, uh, 44th Shakiri, minute. Shakiri responsible for that one, by the way. He gets robbed. I, I, <laughs> yes. I, again, I, gets, I was trying to watch. He gets picked off. 
I was simultaneously trying to work, um, finish up my, my work stuff for the after for the afternoon. So I was kind of keeping an eye on the game and kind of not. There was no uh, audio for this one. There, the audio was for the Cameroon Brazil game because yeah. um, I tried to explain to Wes about the political tensions in this match and that this will be the the one where all the goals are. He's like, no, of course there's gonna be a bun- bunch of goals in Cameroon Brazil. And uh, of course, the, the goal, the, the audio was on the one that didn't have any goals until um, the very, very end. Uh, 44th minute, Switzerland gets one back to draw a level right before halftime. Um, and Bolo um, with yep. a goal. 48th minute, uh, Freuler gets the uh, a goal and gives the Swiss the lead, which they will not relinquish. 3-2 uh, is the end result. However, I did look up about the 65th minute. I saw like yeah, the entire Serbian... The entire Serbian bench, like apparently spilled onto the field. A couple of Serbian dudes got yellow cards of uh, reserve players. Could not quite figure out what was going on. Um, and then in the 78th minute, uh, there was a notice, a FIFA announcement uh, during the match calling for fans to stop, stop discriminatory chanting. Found out later that the, uh, the Serbian fans were making monkey chants at Mbolo um, the, and some of the other Switzerland players. So um, yeah. Yeah, Fuck the fucking you don't know, uh, you know, and Bo was uh, born in Cameroon, and uh, his parents were separated at when he was six years old, and so his Cameroonian mother moved to France, where she met and married a, a, a Swiss national, and so that's why he plays for. Well, he played played for Basel, and he played for yep. old boys. And, Anyway, and but when he scored, wow. when he scored, when he scored against Cameroon, he didn't celebrate. That was also no. I think we pointed that yeah, out in, talked, in the we talked about that. We talked about first but round, another so. another really interesting like trivia out in Bolo is in Bolo actually sponsored two orphanages in Peru. So there's mm-hmm. that um, there's that That's little really cool. tidbit that was really cool that I, I didn't know and I found out later. Um, but in in regards to it, it's like it's like yeah, you 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 thought you would know. You'd be you're in a country where has already has a lot of human rights issues and a lot of other issues that you know, you know the the isms wouldn't show up somewhere on the field or the pitch, and it's already under investigation. I oh. think some of the Mexican fans were were also under investigation for 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 the homophobic chance that that somewhat appeared during during some other game. So yeah, well, I mean there something we go. had to happen in this one. There are so many isms yeah, there's so already much in tension. this one. It's like I, literally... I actually I missed this, but I'm I'm glad you guys caught it and put it in off to yeah. go back and, and find it. But what a bunch of assholes. That's that sucks. So so a round of 16 matches and then we'll let you go MJ Portland versus Switzerland sorry not Portland Portugal versus <laughs> Switzerland. I have, I have Portland on my mind for mm-hmm. other reasons. Uh Tuesday, yeah, yeah. December sixth uh, Monday, December 5th, Brazil and South Korea. MJ, how are you and, and Eric feeling about the uh, the Minnesota Football Dave's Derby in Brazil, <laughs> South Korea? You, so, you go, MJ. Your, your, your commentary is good. I'll be quiet. I like to think of Brazil versus South Korea as a battle in the ring. And so that's why I, I would like to make some martial arts analogies. And, and the martial arts, first, let's look at the stand-up arts. We have Capoeira versus Tang Sudo, or if you want to be more modern, Capoeira versus Taekwondo. But I say the Tang Sudo, which is essentially Korean karate, um, that is more sound, it's more boring, but it's gonna beat something that's basically a fucking dance. So that's what I have to say that. But it is actually very, very <laughs> beautiful. Yes, <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna say advantage Korea on the Tang Sudo. 
But then you get into the grappling arts, and then you have like, let's say Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus like if you're old school, Hua Rang Do. And if you're maybe slightly new school, Hapkido, but Hapkido is basically Korean Aikido. And you know, uh, there's only one guy that I know that practices that that's an MMA, and we'll get to him later. So that's obviously advantages to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like part and parcel with any MMA curricula. And on, on, on its own, a very, very effective and lethal grappling art or just for self-defense. And so this is, this is, this is African martial arts erasure right here. <laughs> oh, capoeira, man. Capoeira. <laughs> I didn't erase it. I talked about it. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. It's fun. So then we get to like what I would say the tiebreaker is, and that is like, no one's going to be fighting, hopefully, in this game. They're going to be playing fucking football or soccer <laughs> or in Korea, you would say chukku, chukku. So, which basically means like kickball. Um, so uh, football, which is chukku, and I have to give the advantage to Yoga Benito because uh, just uh, you look at how many World Cups Brazil has won and how many World Cups South Korea has won. And I think that's five to nothing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. Yes, that is correct. So my prediction for this is that it'll look a lot like that 2013 UFC featherweight championship with uh, Jose Aldo versus... I, uh, I remember this fight. Jun Cheng Sung, uh, otherwise known as the Korean zombie. Yep. And, you know, Jose Aldo put uh, the Korean zombie in a lock that basically dislocated his shoulder and the Korean zombie still fought on. And didn't so, say, yeah, did not tap. So the the Taekwondo <clears throat> warriors uh, will fight on. They will be down points, and they'll see they'll keep fighting. But they'll kind of be like zombies. They're they're dead, but they're gonna fight anyway. <laughs> All right, That's pretty awesome. Mm. I can't top that. It's good. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, except except say Capoeira would beat Tang Sudo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, you only the strong way too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Every time also I classic. see BJJ, I keep thinking of the other thing Brazilian is famous for, which is BBLs, but I don't know why. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Thanks, MJ. Um, if you needed a dip, by all means, man. Um, but yeah, let's, let's keep going. Let's jump back all the way on uh, our time machine to Tuesday. <laughs> we don't have a ton of. Uh, nope. We actually might be able to, to uh, plow through these ones pretty quickly. Uh, Ecuador one, Senegal two, um, and Netherlands two, Qatar zero. Uh, that Netherlands game, we'll talk a little bit about with <clears throat> respect to the U.S. Um, Cody Gakpo gets his uh, third goal of the match, the 26th minute. Uh, De Jong gets the second goal in the 49th minute. Um, Qatar never really even um, had any opportunities, I think, in this match. On the other match, however, Ecuador-Senegal was a hell of a match. Um, Senegal was pretty much on the front foot from the, from the get-go. Um, had the best chances early on, uh, 44 minute, 44th minute. There was a, uh, crash into the box. A penalty is given. Um, Ismail Asar steps up for Senegal and they go up one and nothing in the 70th minute. Um, Ecuador gets one back with Koulibaly. And then uh, I don't remember. I didn't even write down who scored the second Senegal goal. So, I don't remember um, either. <laughs> and ultimately, um, Senegal goes through the Netherlands finishes on top of that group, uh, with seven points. Senegal finishes. You're talking about the uh, Ecuador goal, right? 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it was uh, Caicedo. Oh, Caicedo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Kulavali was the Senegal goal, the, the second one. Yep, they were just a few minutes apart. Yep. All right, cool. So uh, Ecuador, um, which has had a, a really young team, they should look – I'd be very surprised if they don't, you know, make some noise in the 2026 World Cup um, here in the North America North American region. Uh, but Senegal goes through without Sadio Mane um, on second place. Yeah. Start. All right. I, I I always thought the the like out of all the teams, the Ecuadorian team was one of the funnest ones to watch, uh, in a sense of like yeah. what they brought to the table. But you know, that's you know, I I, I feel I I, I want to know what Byron Castillo is feeling right now, saying that I got these guys help these guys get to the World Cup, and here they are, bowing out without me. So, <laughs> did you guys pick Senegal or Ecuador? Um, I think I had Senegal. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? I, I had Senegal, and then once I heard Sadio Mane was uh, out, I think I picked Ecuador. That's what I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, and should have stuck with my guns and, and picked Senegal because yep. um, they are yep. a fun team to watch. They do have some really good players on that team as well. So, yes. uh, all right. So let's talk um, Group B. I'll just say England three, Wales zero. I watched zero of this match. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody like, did. <laughs> sounds like well, what no, would you? It was funny because there was, uh, so, you know, on uh, Tuesday afternoon, the bar was starting to fill up. It's filling up early. There's some people, apparently, I, I was talking to Wes uh, later, uh, maybe the next morning, and he's like, yeah, there was this couple that were sitting down, like, on the floor of the bar, like, by the big screen, and he was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to switch the this TV, the, the TV that's next to the big screen over to the Wales-England game, and this couple were sitting down watching the big screen, like, wait, the English game is not going to be on the big screen? And Wes is like, ah. the, the fuck do you think you are, man? Like, <laughs> everybody's in the U.S. here. Like, there's like four Wales fans that that, we, that Wes had said he said set aside one TV. He's like, if they hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't even put the fucking Wales England game on. It would just be U.S. across the board. So, um, England wins that one three nothing. It was a zero zero at halftime, um, which we'll talk about in a minute with the U.S. Gave the U.S. an opportunity to potentially top the group. Um, however, England came out and scored uh, three goals in pretty quick su- uh, succession to knock Wales out of the tournament um, on one point. Uh, all right, let's talk U.S.-Iran. Um, where do we want to start on this one? Obviously, the U.S. wins one to nothing. Um, Christian Pulisic potentially gives up um, his, uh, his his inheritance line um, for yeah. this one. No, I, I think Pulisic, Pulisic gets the uh, nuts of a warrior. Um, <laughs> get a, we get a new, uh, new a ally in our, yep. mm-hmm. in our infertility struggles. Absolutely. So, I mean, this one looked a lot like the previous three U.S. games where they came out. um, Greg Berhalter had a a pretty good plan and U.S., you know, came out and absorbed um, some pressure early on from the other round. We're coming at them for like the first 10 minutes. They they were not backing down. That's how it was basically for the first few games or, you know, the the, especially the England game, Wales game, maybe not as much, but definitely like, you know, U.S. needed to find their feet. But once they found their feet, they were good. It really controlled the, the the bulk of the rest of the of the um, first half. Um, some really good chances uh, from the U.S., including a Wea chance. Um, uh, Wea's well, that chance wasn't good. Other than Sergeant created something really good, and Wea made a really poor decision to try and head it as opposed to taking the ball down and you know trying to volley it. But I, I put a shout in for Tim Ream too. He had a great match. Uh, put in the twentieth minute. You know, he just calmly and coolly 
broke up like what would have been a two v one getting into to uh what's his butt the I can't think of the keeper's name right now but what what's Turner's name thank you Matt Turner, Turner. yeah um yeah just just took took care of business like like it was nothing and and you know he's been consistent pretty much throughout the entire tournament so good on him yeah go ahead weirdly enough Tim Ream who hadn't started a I think he hadn't played since October of qualifying um so over a year ago uh I should also point out too that there was one major change in the lineup for uh Berhalter and it was Kevin Carter Vickers coming in for Walker Zimmerman yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. as a partner so Tim Ream and Kevin Carter Vickers I don't believe had ever played together in any sort of qualifying that was an injury, injury thing like or a punishment for I don't think it was PK or whatever I don't think it was punishment I think the, he so he mentioned in a press conference, I believe after the game, or maybe it was, I think it was after the game, is that they they knew that Iran was going to bunker, um, and Kevin Carter Vickers plays for Celtic, and so you know they they play a lot of teams that bunker, try to hit on the counter, and I think he his explanation of it was that he expected or he thought that Vickers we you know Kevin Carter Vickers would be better suited for that than Walker's Zimmerman. So take okay. of that what you will, you could believe. Berhalter or not, um, you, you know, I don't, I can't imagine why he would punish him for that penalty uh, two games after it happened, but I don't know. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think it, it's, if you knew a team was going to bunker, you want to be able to someone who can, who can ping a ball, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, whenever we see Walker Simmer ping a ball, it's like, you know, you shooting blindly at a at a at a carnival contest. It's a little it's a little unsecure. It's a little haphazard, uh, to say the least. That's for sure. So, um, let's get to the goal. Yeah. So in the thirty eighth minute, um, Eric, you wanna you wanna break this down for us? Uh, Sergio Dest, just gorgeous, gorgeous uh, ball in, um, and then uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you say he? when I saw it live, I, I, it looked like he, he got it with the knee. Um, and then there's this massive collision inside the net and then on the replay. Yeah. He, I think, I think it was actually like, are, are we calling this one a dick, dick goal as well? We are right. <laughs> cause, cause the, the, I think the, you kind of have the, to. Okay. That's fair. What I was going to say though, is like the situation with the injury is, is more after the ball is actually in the back of the net when he's falling and kind of tripping over the keeper and just gets it squarely from the keeper right in the nuts. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a knee to the groin area. Yeah. Oh, well, as, we, a, or as we know it in Minnesota United terms to the lower thorax, a thorax. <laughs> Amazing. Thorax. They, they called yeah. it a abdominal contusion. And then he, he, he came out and said, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get hit in the balls. It's like, eh, okay, bud. I don't know. It, I've been hit there and I literally act the way, same way he did. You know, you can't walk, you can't move. You get yeah, up that you was it. Out. I was like, yep. those are all the symptoms that you got. You got the wind knocked out of you, but you also, um, don't know if all your equipment is in one in one place that's right that's so the the commentary then was <laughs> did he actually lose a ball perhaps <laughs> so just, who knows yeah it was a great goal though and, and i mean for him to sacrifice his body like that is pretty it, yeah. it, it builds into the whole narrative of him being like the hero and like taking it all on his shoulders and how however deep into the mythology you want to get um, but, but he also contradicted yeah. that mythology in the um, presser afterwards uh, when they asked him. He's like, he's like, you know, the one thing I understand is he does he feels less pressure being on this team than he would anywhere else. 
that he's played before because he understands his teammates actually have his back. And I think that's one Which of the things. This is one of those one of these things that um, people criticize Berhalter for, and um, and he's built a team that really pushes for each other and like it's the, the young team chemistry bringing into the center situation there's a lot of bonding going on and just um uh, and i thought you know that's that just speaks speaks to everything because you know from from the beginning of qualifiers you knew that in order for this team to make it to where it's supposed to be you can't depend on one player you can't depend on christian pulisic doing everything and i think you can you, you there's several Several players on this team that stepped up in some sort of sense, and I, as Eric pointed it out, I think Sergino Dest is one of those as well too, because we saw him at the beginning when he got called up, and how if, iffy his defense was, and how insecure he was in his touches. He was all about chaos, and um, even though he's still that, it uh, the system that he's in really gives him that um, that confidence to be able to push up. And, and be that uh, attacking threat that we've seen in in these couple yeah. of games. He puts this thing in with a header, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Like it is, yeah. it is a beautiful it's pretty. ball. It's in. pretty. Huh? <laughs> I'll say his uh his choice for hair dye is is at least a little bit. No, that, that is true. He looks but, like um, an eight year old grandma. <laughs> hey, but uh, as long as as long as we don't see DeAndre yelling, <laughs> I am happy. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so so that yeah, that whole sequence started with a Matt Turner. Uh, distribution pass to I believe was Yunus Musa who played the ball up to to Dest. That's right. Uh, and then it Dest was with fast. the header to to Pulisic. It was, it was very it was, fast. It was it was very it was kind of reminiscent of um uh you know Howard to Donovan to Dempsey sort of Algeria goal. Um, right, right. Not qu- not quite but it, it, there's you know it was very quick um very yep. decisive passing. Uh and, and yeah just a great goal. Um US Almost had a second one just before halftime. Tim Timothy Weah with a, a yes. great um, great move. Unfortunately, just just a hair offside. Just um, offside. So they yep. yeah they basically you know chalked that one off and then blew the whistle right away. And then we didn't actually see how he was offside trouble. I think maybe in the into the second half even. Um, and then the second half was just I don't I didn't even really remember much of the second half. It was all just the balls of of stress and pacing and well, trying not to. Aronson in for the balls. Speaking of balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aronson comes in. Uh, oh yeah. So there was, so it's funny because Aaron, so Pusik comes back on the pitch for the last, what, five minutes of the, of the first half and, and sticks it out. Uh, the, an Iranian dude goes down maybe a minute or two later and he goes off the pitch and actually Iran has to use a sub um, before the first half um, is over, um, which is interesting, but yeah, Aronson comes in. Um, I think a lot of people were, were hoping for Gio Reyna in this spot. Um, clearly, obviously the dude is, is I think, he's definitely more creative than Brent Aronson and Brent Aronson brings a lot of really good things to the U S men's national team. Um, but compared to Reina in terms of creativity is probably, probably Reina probably hasn't beat on that one, but again, you know, we're not hundred percent sure what Reina's situation is and how much he could play soccer at this point. Right. I, I think it comes down also to, to chemistry. Like who would you take out of that midfield? Do you take Tyler Adams? Who's been literally, what feels like you know water on this earth, right? Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, do you take off Musa, who's been doing really well and put it up, or do you take off McKinney? It's like you can't. Can you actually have Reina re- re- replace one of those players? That currently, I don't know if you can. So I don't I think. Yeah, that's, I don't. That's the question. So I think that's the question as to 
where do you see the aspect of it, you know, and the aspect of where that, and, and we can talk about later on if you want to as to where we see this uh, United States team um, going and what it is, it, what has been so interesting about this team overall. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I'll say what's, what, I was, what's just, yeah, go ahead. I was, was going to say towards, well, towards the very end, Iran did kind of start to turn it on and, and kind of put them under pressure, but they're able to stick it out. So good on them for, you know, holding the lead and, and getting the win. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Berhalter brought on Walker Zimmerman and Shaq Moore um, going to a back five a little earlier yeah. than I think a lot of people really wanted him to. Um, I don't want to see Shaq Moore ever again. You know, I think of like, Maybe I'll, may, I don't know. It's it's in the same realms of of the under Yellen for me. But seriously, he's not had good games when he's come on. Yeah, as of lately. So <laughs> I, I was listening to a podcast, and I think they uh, said that Shaq Moore to score in the World Cup was like ten thousand to one. It's like, oh, that might be worth <laughs> might be worth ten bucks. You know, that's that'd be a, Does that pretty... include own goal? Because if he would have <laughs> scored on that one, I I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, so yeah. So there's um. To your point, uh, Eric, Iran did finally bring some pressure. Uh, we're mm-hmm. th- bombing things forward. Nine minutes of stoppage time in this one, by the way, where everybody kind of looked at each other was like, where the fuck do they get nine minutes from? Um, after only, I believe it was six minutes in the first. It's been, it's been kind of par for the course in the tournament, like but, everything over five minutes for stoppage. <laughs> but but there was only like five minutes of stoppage time in the first half. And, you know, Pulisic got his ball kicked in. Um, and, uh, there's like hardly any, anyways, it was, it was very interesting. Um, there was one, Iran had one great chance, um, that ball kind of squirted through Matt Turner's legs, but Walker's minimum was there to clear, clear the ball off the line. Um, Iran was calling for penalties left and right, even though they were calling Mm. for handballs when their own dude was the one who got the handball, um, and not Shaq Moore. Um, and so some dodgy, uh, you know, penalty shouts or whatever. And there was a very hot second where it looked like the referee was going to go to the VAR. Um, and right before, like, I believe like the 98th minute or something like that. And I think everybody, and I don't think anybody in the black heart breathed for the you know minute and a half that they were, mm. they were kind of like hanging out, waiting to hear from the, from the VAR officials. So there's a very big collective relief uh, after the 99th minute when the with, uh, ref finally blew the whistle. So, so that's how it happened. History be, making it through. Yep. First so time means, in a long time. Exactly. So that means England po- or play Senegal on Sunday, December 4th. And then maybe, uh, Rodrigo, if you want to, we could chat about it now with talking a little bit, maybe about the Netherlands USA match that's coming up uh, tomorrow or yeah, today. Nah. If you're, if you're listening to this on Saturday or possibly in the past, if you're listening to this on Monday <laughs> or something, um, or if you're listening to it in the future, we want right. to know what this you want to know what the future, future scores future, are, future, just so we can future, place future, bets future. in. Uh, exactly. Um, so, no. so yeah. So, a la, what was that back movie? To the, uh, back to the Future. Back to the Future. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Back <laughs> to the Future too. Uh, okay. So, Netherlands plays USA Saturday morning. What do what do we expect? I mean, I personally, I don't think we'll see much many changes in the starting lineup. I'm assuming Pulisic is ready to go. Is good to go. Um, maybe. I think so. you, he said he, he was good to go on the interviews. So. Said he was good to go. He trained today. Um, if he's, I think if you, I, I mean, Berhalter hasn't made many changes unless he absolutely has to. So I think you might actually see the pretty much the exact same lineup you did against Iran, um, with maybe Chases Ferreira for Sergeant because Sergeant picked up a knock uh, in the match too. Oh man, he um, got hacked so many times. Ooh, that yeah, ankle. He played really well, um, all things considered. I mean, I think that you know. The problem with the U.S. is that we don't really have a, a good 
we don't have a Lukaku. We don't have a true number nine like that. Do, um, do you really is... want a Lukaku who misses four opportunities out of five? <laughs> well, we well, I, yeah. I was, yeah, we mentioned that, but I was just going to say, but, but we also, the system that Porter also plays, we don't necessarily need a target striker like that, you know? And so you just need Sergeant, a nine. Sergeant did what he needed to do. He played ahead of, um, you know, you're not going to see on the score sheet, but I think had a really great game um, before picking up the knock. So I guess maybe you see Ferreira if, if Sergeant's not really to go um, 90, that'd, you know, that'd be cool. you know se- I'd, I'd be 70 minutes. I mean, yeah. the thing yet, the thing you got to consider for this match too is that there's a possibility that you're going to play 120 minutes with uh, extra time if the game ends le- level after 90 minutes. True. So, definitely have to take that in consideration. So, um, Rodrigo, Eric, what I mean, what do you guys want to see from the USA in uh, in this match, or from the Netherlands for that matter? I mean, yeah. I mean, we've we, we've seen the Netherlands so far, and um, they're not as impressive as as we thought they they would be. I think what the United States has is not only that uh, team chemistry, but also that youthfulness and excitement to them. And I think that's one of the things, too. You also have to look at that midfield. You look at Tyler Adams, you look at Weston McKinney, you you look at Musa, and dear Lord, the reason people don't like playing the United States in that matter is because if they mess up on the attack and, uh, and their attacking players are up there, that counterattack is so quickly with a Serginio Dest and a Musa and everybody else just being willing back on you that you leave yourself exposed. And I think that's what England was mostly afraid of. It's just not having having opportunities, but then giving more dangerous opportunities away. And so, like, to me, I think this is a, a game that the United States can control, but I also, at the same time, they do have... Um, that depth in a sense of like we have not seen players get a lot of minutes who should be getting minutes in a different in a different team so uh i think ferreira is is probably the closest thing to a sergeant that you get because he's so used to playing with dallas as as an as a, as a false nine in a sense and building from the back and getting passes out um he might be one of the most accurate and uh, uh that finishes that we have currently on this roster uh but I think you, if if you can't go, that's what you do. But then at the same time, we haven't seen it. Uh, Netherlands has not seen a Jesus Ferreira, right? So they don't know what to expect in that matter with him. And at the same time, you still have a Brendan Aronson and a Gio Reyna you can bring off the bench that no one has really seen that much in this World Cup. So I think you go with what you've had. Uh, You really rely on that midfield in that... um, in, in the confidence that your um, your your um, fullbacks have because of that midfield, and, and and you and you go into that attack, hopefully that you you're willing to put one away early. I think if they put one away early, um, it becomes the, the game becomes more open, and then the United States could kind of sit back a little more and, and be more patient on that. Um, if they come up with the same game plan they did with England, I think they they have a really good shot um, to 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 go into extra time. And that's when you want to bring in, you know, you want to be able to make those changes to the change of pace kind of thing. I mean, at least that's just my idea. So I guess Rodrigo said we have to play devil's advocate, I suppose, but that's fine. Um, Cause he said a lot of things I was going to say anyway, but I, I think on the opposite side, then um, the back line of Reem and Zimmerman or whoever is going to start in that spot, they have not seen a Gakpo and they have not seen a really talented young striker like that, that knows what to do if given, you know, the space and two seconds. 
And so they need to be, they need, they, they need to play a perfect game. Basically it's, it's going to be one of those things where whoever screws up is going to get burned. Um, but I think it will be like, like Rodrigo said, it'll, it'll be similar in a lot of ways to the England game. So if they, if they come out uh, with a similar, uh, similar formation and mentality, it, you know, I think it can probably happen, but they, they have to be yeah. really careful with the counterattacks and it just in particular guy, like he's, he's scary. We've seen, what we can do. Hey, yeah. question for you guys. Um, have you guys gotten your flu shots? <laughs> I got, I got the double, I got COVID in one and flu in the other, like a couple months ago. I yeah, apparently, not... apparently go ahead and go, go ahead. Oh, I would say I haven't got my flu shot yet, but I definitely have, I got my COVID booster earlier this year. So. Well, you apparently tell me the there's some sort of crap. flu flu going around in uh, a Netherlands team. So there's some players that are sick. I heard that. Yeah, the young Delict, I think, is one of the ones that was potentially out. So I think Gapko might be. I'll say, yeah, I'll say about Gapko. I I think honestly, Tyler Adams is. This is a, a huge game for Tyler Adams, as I think. Um, I would, I can't imagine that he won't be the guy trying to mark Gakpo as much as humanly possible. Um, that, that's this, a good point. Just like, be a huge be a... I mean, strength, strength versus strength, right? It's Tyler yeah. Adams is, is probably be a good the best battle. player on the pitch for, for the U S and, and Gakpo is clearly the, the best, you know, informed striker. I mean, obviously Memphis Depay, um, is good and it has been good. He have certainly plays a lot better for the Netherlands than he does for some of his uh, club teams, but this right. game, you know, there's, there's, I think there's two kind of facets. I mean, um, Denmark, or sorry, not Denmark. Um, uh, the Netherlands likes to, they don't like to ping the ball over the top too much. They want to play on the ground. Depay wants to play on the ground. They, they want to pass it. Um, so I think that bodes well for the, for the U S team, um, which is why I think probably like Carter Vickers gets another start. Um, however, um, in the air, um, when, you know, on set pieces, things like that, I think Netherlands is the huge, huge favorites. Virgil van Dijk alone, um, is uh, one of the best players, both on the, um, you know, on the attacking side and the defensive side in terms of, of set pieces and dead balls and things like that. So he's you got to wait, you got to, you got to, and he's, and he knows where, how to, how to use it too. That's the other crazy thing. Like how many times I see him just running on un, like unmarked in boxes on, on quarters for Liverpool. I'm just like, how in the fuck does that tall ass dude get like no one's on him so <laughs> right he's got some like what, what some... do you what what do you do as a defender when you have like someone who's that tall but also that bulky <laughs> coming at you it's like you do it you do as much as you possibly can to not get called whistled for a foul <laughs> so... exactly well like i mean if i bounce off of virgil van dyke does Will they call the foul on him? I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. There, clearly, there's there's actually been several times where yeah, he's gone up for balls and and literally guys have bounced off of him and he's gotten called for a foul. It's like it's hard to get call someone for a foul when they're bigger and stronger than you, right? It's like you know yeah. when people would run into Shaq and they would fall over and Shaq would get called for charges or whatever. It's like he ran into me, man. <laughs> like how was I supposed to do there? So yeah, um, so I think so yeah. Let's 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 do predictions then. Um, oh geez, predictions. What it. Let's just I'll I'll throw it out there. I think USA wins this one um in in extra time in um uh uh extra time. So I think you know goes to goes to the, the extra 30 minutes and the US buries their chance, um, unlike they did against Belgium back in uh 2014. Um Eric. sure. I I like the US too. I think it'll be like a I think it'll be a nil-nil halftime situation and and it'll, it'll be halftime adjustments, perhaps. 
and then uh, maybe the U.S. get their one, one nil. We have not seen a PK uh, shootout yet, and this will be the PK shootout game. Uh, okay. All right. Rodrigo well, yeah. wants the drama all the way. <laughs> I want the chaos. That's what the World yeah, Cup's for. And the USA give... wins thanks to Matt Turner being the Matt Turner okay. that we've seen. So. Three okay. hours. Give us the three-hour match. <laughs> Awesome. I think obviously I picked the Netherlands in my actual bracket, but just I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think England is better than the Netherlands, and the USA gave England a game and probably should have beat England. So that's why that's why I'm maybe leaning this way now. So okay, cool. Plus, um, plus if 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 it goes into extra time, it gives me a chance because G has a game at nine. And, uh, <laughs> that is purely <laughs> selfish. <laughs> that way, I can just like me and G. If 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 this if this is if the black card is not you know at full capacity and everybody gets turned away, and we you know G's been instructed, she's like we we're going to the bar if it's not going to be if we can make it in there. So hopefully we'll be we'll let you know. If not, I've 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 tweeted at Tony Sane <laughs> and I'm tweeted at the Sane <laughs> Foundation to make sure that. We can watch the game at least in their dome because that's where all the games are being played at. So mm. hopefully, I I would I would hope that Tony Sane would be understanding what is it like to represent home and country to be able to watch watch yeah, all the games that way. Make, make sure you rub that one and see how that goes. Well, let, let <laughs> if you get to the if you get to the bar and and Wes is turning people away, let me know. I can I'll sneak you in the back. I I know how to get in the back the back way. So. So we're um, all feeling pretty good. I, I like yeah. that. Well, let's really quickly then. Let's let's do uh, England Senegal. Do 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 our African comrades have a shot? Uh, I think they have a they have a shot. I mean, I you know England is a um, they tend like to tend to overlook the teams that are not European. Um, so not the blue blood European teams too, for that matter. Um, I just think if uh, if Gareth Southgate plays, you know his better players, I think they just kind of over overload Senegal. But um, I think this one's gonna be a lot a lot. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than. A lot of what the English punditry seems to think, though. So, well, I mean, cool. you also have to think that the 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 English defense is not the greatest at the same time on a counter attack, and I think if if Senegal has proven anything is that, you know, they're damn they're damn fast and and, and good at that counter attack. So I I think this is going to be a game where where um you know you absorb and have some sort of a low block and then just go go for the quick counter attack and see that so i can i can totally see this being kind of like you know um you know like a 3-2 game or a 4-2 game uh with a little bit of drama at the end but you would want uh you would think that england would succeed but i i don't know i mean i um i i, I seem to be going for chaos so i'm hoping that senegal pulls this one off that's yeah. kind of the theme of the entire tournament. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if um, Kyle Walker starts for England. They've been sort of trying to get him back up to speed, and um, he could actually deal with some of that uh, Senegalese speed. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold, as much as I love him for Liverpool, um, not uh, not the fleetest of foot. So it could get ugly if they don't if Kyle Walker is not able to go in this match. So uh, all right, before we get to the last round of matches, let's talk about Pence Homes. Uh, Pence Homes is also sponsoring the World Cup content here. Um, yeah. We thank Nate and his team at uh, Pence Homes at Keller Williams Classic Realty Northwest. Um, again, if you guys have any questions about um, buying a house, uh, any home-related equity questions, home projects, when you should buy, when you should sell. Anything. Just, anything, just... honestly. Uh, you can hit Nate uh, uh 
Nate Pence up on uh, Twitter. Um, visit PenceHomes.com. I'm sure you can fill out a, a questionnaire or survey there. Or you can just call him at 612-308-1122. And uh, Nate and or his team is going to help you out. They're going to get you into a super awesome home. I can personally vouch for Nate and his team. They uh, not only helped us buy our house um, back about five years ago, but my um, uh, in-laws just bought a place in Maplewood, a condo, and uh, Nate helped them from when they were still living in Madison, you know, sending them out. Um, this is like mid pandemic. So they were doing uh, virtual tours of houses and things like that while they're still living in Madison. So um, Nate and his team are, are super awesome. Check them out, penshomes.com or give them a call at 612-308-1122. Yeah. Pence, okay. Nate and company, they're just, they're just great overall. And they're big soccer supporters. So like I've always, uh, I've, I've texted Nate several times about um, my crazy neighbors and now I have better <laughs> neighbors and he was able to help me out on just some other projects as well too so yeah no literally like you know Pence Homes is is, is where you want to PenceHomes.com so yep and we might see Nate tomorrow at the Blackheart um, I'll be there uh, Rodrigo if can make it if he if there's extra time and penalties Rodrigo will be at the Blackheart um, if you want to check out MJ will be over with the other soda soccer uh, writers at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee tomorrow morning, starting at nine. Um, I'm sure there'll be a pickup game or something afterwards as well. Uh, AO Minneapolis, St. Paul is going to be at both places if you want to get a new AO scarf or whatever. Um, yeah, if you listen to this and you still haven't gone to uh, the soccer match, it's probably too late because I know Blackhearts open the doors at 7 30. Um, so um, good luck trying to get in unless you're Rodrigo and you text me and I'll let you in the back door. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to the black card, we suggest that you stop by Trung Nam and get some Vietnamese coffee and some sort of baked goods. If you guess croissants, will get you into the, into the bar. I can get exactly. That's one way guarantee that you will be able to buy your way into the black card. Yes. Trung Nam uh, croissants uh, and Vietnamese coffee are are definitely ways to get into the bar. So, all right. The last round of matches, uh, group D Tunisia won. So these were two one nothing matches, I will say, but they were also very exciting for one nothing matches compared to some of the other matches that we had this week. Tunisia won, France zero, um, and yeah. Australia won, huge. Denmark zero. Um, huge. Eric, do you want to? I was watching more of the Australia Denmark game. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Tunisia France game? I'll go fast. I, I got mostly highlights, and honestly, I, I don't remember much from the first half on this one. Um, I, I we should start by saying that France very much <laughs> similarly to Brazil, actually. They had more of a mix, some B mixed with a kind of squad where compared to Brazil's complete rotation, but there was no Mbappe. There was no Griezmann. A lot of their attack was on the bench and a good section of their the rest of them. Um, I'm just going to shoot straight to the 58th minute here. Uh, Cosby's goal. Uh, it is a great midfield steal. Um, uh, he takes it all the way. I, I think there's a, yeah, there is one guy. Yeah. He takes it all the way. From that steal, uh, burns coast the entire coast. defense, coast to coast, 1v1, puts it away. That is the lone goal. Um, at some point, Deschamps probably realizing, oh, wait, there's a whole lot of history here between <laughs> this country and Tunisia. We, we may not want to lose this and have to respond to French media and <laughs> France in general, perhaps. So he does put in um, Mbappe in like the 64th something. Um, Griezmann comes in like 10 minutes later to just kind of amp things up a little bit more. And it looks like it works in the 98th minute. Uh, 
stoppage time, Griezmann gets what looks like a goal, just an absolutely terrible clearance. It lands right to him, and he just, like, buries it right away. Um, it goes to VAR, and it turns off he is offside, and that is basically the whistle. <laughs> that whole thing happens, and it's over. Uh, Tunisia win. It is an anti-colonial victory. Huge party. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. And cherry on the top, we have a Palestine flag pitch invader that I'm, I doubt Fox <clears throat> covered at all. I, I think I saw it a little bit on Telemundo, and then it just kind of made the socials. But uh, you love to see it. Yep, definitely was not on the uh, Fox broadcast. That's for sure. Yep. I was listening to a huge podcast too that. You know. Yeah, huge for Tunisia. I was listening to a podcast. That basically, I said that there was some uh, French, uh, which, whichever channel was showing the match in in on, in France after Griezmann scored, they went to commercial. So oh. there there might be people in France walking around who think. That they ended up with over. a one-one draw, or a draw, and, right, right, and yeah, one-one draw, and uh, did not realize that Tunisia beat France. I thought that was that was pretty, pretty hilarious. That is amazing. That, that sounds typical French, like seriously. You know. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah well, we yeah. we are wow. baguettes. Um, uh, I do. Yeah, that was yeah, very much so. And then uh, the other game, Australia won, Denmark zero. Um, Australia at this point was you know was on three points, um, with Denmark only on one point. Denmark really needed to win this game. They, you know, that's the only way they could get to go through. Um, they really pushed hard for the first 15 minutes. Um, but uh, Australia sat back, absorbed the pressure. Obviously, they only needed a draw to get through to the knockout round. Yep. And Australia doing what Australia does. They play pretty solid defense. Um, you bend, no, don't break and hit on the counter. Uh, their goal comes in the 60th minute. Um, so the funny, the, actually, the funny fun thing goal, about this. Though. Yeah, the funny thing about this is that Tunisia had scored in the 58th minute. So for two minutes, Tunisia was going through in the in the knockout right. to the knockout round. Um, yeah. And then I think someone on the on the sideline told Australia and Denmark the t- the players the score because all of a sudden, just like their shit just got amped up real <laughs> real fast. Um, and also, uh, the Australian uh, Lecky scores for Australia. Um, His second. Yep, second one of the tournament. Um, just a, a really great uh, goal from him. Uh, and then Denmark just really could not do anything in this match. Um, yeah. And then the tournament, honestly, for that matter, like you could make an argument that Belgium um, was the disappointing team of the tournament. You can make an argument for Wales. <laughs> I think Denmark is the, is, is the main one, man. Um, just because the, Belgium... the two teams I picked to go deep <laughs> were the two biggest disappointments. Yeah. Just absolutely. Once again, shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, Belgium and Denmark are definitely top of the table for that in terms of, yep. I mean, Germany not making it sucks for Germany, but I honestly don't think Germany played all that bad for most of the tournament. They just had like 30 minutes between two games where they just like absolutely yeah. just like they, they never played mind. a full game. True, true. Um, and, and I mean, but to have Germany buy out of the on the group stage for two World Cups in a row. <laughs> but they at least got got a win and scored some goals, though. Like, Belgium and Denmark. Just, what is That's it? What I mean, like, Costa Rica outscored Belgium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, not great for Belgium and Denmark. Um, so, yeah, so this game ends uh, one nothing to Australia. They finished second with six points. Um, tied Incredible. on points with France, but obviously behind a goal differential. 
as well as their head to head. They they lost their those match. Australian celebrations were. Inc- I, I put them all up on IG. I mean, it looked yeah. like Melbourne was on fire. They're, they, <laughs> just amazing. The games were kicking off at like two thirty uh, Melbourne time or whatever. So. Um, which, by the way, I, I, this is something I fun fact I learned today. Australia does their time zones, and they do like thirty, in like in sometimes thirty minute increments, depending on where they are. Um, it's fucking bonkers. Um, we wow, think our here I'm complaining our, about Central Time and Pacific Eastern Western. Yeah, time. and like and like and uh, daylight savings time. Like we, we complain about that. Like it's fucking weird over there. Apparently, I mean, it's just, it's Australia, so they do everything a little bit, you know, a little bit kooky or whatever. Um, but yeah, but yeah, watching those um, those celebrations um, are fucking awesome. So uh, good job to Australia. Um, we'll talk about Huge. their opponent coming up. Um, but if they beat that opponent um, and the U.S. wins their match, it would be Australia-U.S. in the quarterfinals, which would be really cool. Um, don't think that's gonna happen. But would, would that talk- be? Would that be? Oh. Well, would you call that derby if it happened? Uh, there has to be crocodile is- something. You know, because you have Crocodile Dundee and you have uh, the, you know, the Croc Hunter or and then you have. Um, um, yeah, I don't know, but that's just that, that, that English colonizers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Colonizer, colonizer. Yeah, the captain, the Captain Cook Derby or something. Um, captain yeah. Cook. It'd be it'd be it'd be the new version of the Britney Spears song Colonizer, Colonizer instead of Womanizer. There you go. Colonizer, <laughs> colonizer. Nice. Let's right. jump to the let's, next one. Yeah, Group C. Group C. Um, Argentina. You, get, you guys take. Poland. Um, yeah, so I'll talk about Argentina Poland really quick. Um, Argentina desperate to score a goal. Um, they were really dominating position possession. Poland, uh, for some reason in this tournament, decided that they did not want to play any attacking soccer whatsoever. I don't even know if they had a shot on goal in this game. Um, I'm sure they probably did. Um but Chesney coming up huge for Poland, uh, keeping them in the game, um, including a double save in the 35th minute. Um, he manages to uh, uh, finger graze Messi um, after uh, he makes a great save. Um, ball gets over, you know, sort of comes across the box. Messi's going up for it to head it. Um, his uh, fingers barely touch Messi's hair. Messi goes down in a, in a clump uh, after VAR. There's a penalty. And of course, um, Chesney steps up and makes the save on that one. Um, so 0-0 at that point. Goes into halftime. Uh, 0-0 again. Um, uh, Wojnik Chesney standing on his head. In the 47th minute, the sort of dam breaks though for Argentina. Um, the Scottish Argentinian, McAllister, scores with a uh, low cross uh, to the near post. Um, that kind of, like I mentioned, had been coming. Argentina was just pouring the pressure on Poland. Polling was doing their best again to play the uh, worst kind of soccer. Uh, and then the, the 67th minute, uh, Julian Alvarez, um, Man City uh, attacker, finishes off Poland with a, um, a, a really good goal as well. Um, 67th minute and makes it 2 nothing Argentina as that is how the game ends. In the other game going on, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, um, Erica Rodrigo, did one of you want to take this one or... Like, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think this was probably the best game Mexico played all tournament. Um, 
and it was it was understood from the get go that this is something that they needed to do. Um, but you know, and and seriously, I just don't comprehend how they not score more than three goals. They have so many opportunities to put it away, and they knew that they needed to at least score three to be able to uh, advance. And then just literally, like at the Seth, at the last what ten minutes, they the defense fell asleep. And it was a beautiful team goal by Saudi Arabia that literally just sealed their deal. And um, it's sad, you know, like, you know, it's 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 sad in a sense because, like, this breaks a streak for the Mexican national team. But it also brings up another question is the aspect of, like, you know, um, Mexico is taking a much different approach uh, to their national team that, that – um, that the United States has in a sense, right? And I think um, Tata Martino, as much as we, we we love making fun of him and criticizing him, he inherited a problem that was already already starting to ear, 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 it, it's, its ugly head and peek its ugly head out the window. And the investment in, in their youth and developing youth out of Mexico has, has not been there fully. And I don't understand why but i also don't understand you know how um how the how how this whole turned out for them and i and you know literally right after the 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 interviews and the pressers he said my uh you know tatla martino said my contract ended as uh, uh, as soon as the last whistle blew so <laughs> there have been a lot of those lately <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so Roberto martinez from belgium yeah, yep. uh, um, I wanted That's to put a, just a couple shout ins for shout outs rather for the for the goals. Um, the first goal is the Martin goal is cool, but it's actually more the assist because it's off this corner. And Montes does this flick from his like they like it hits his shin guards and he directs it from his shin guards into goal, which is it was super super slick. It was really cool to see. I mean, credit to Mar- Mar- Martin obviously buries it, but just to use his shins that way was was cool. It was unique. And the and the Chavez goal just from like Thunderbaster downtown just yeah but that that's that powerful. is the best free, free kick, kick goal we've seen this tournament oh no gorgeous doubt. it was gorgeous <clears throat> it was beautiful and it was just powerful and it was just one of those things you're like maybe they can do it but watching this this um you know the craziness of this game and this craziness of this bracket you know where like Argentina was so close to scoring a third one and that would have helped out Mexico. And uh, all Mexico needed to do was just either score a third one or just hold the score and hope Argentina was would, would score. I mean, like there were so many, you know, this this is this is why you kind of get sucked into the drama of of of, of tournament and World Cup uh, World Cup drama in a sense, right? Like I've I've loved the fact that you know I've shared with you guys uh, uh, text messages between my family where like G is taking a test in the middle and watching the game at the same time or like Santi is like, Oh yeah, we watched the game and he comes in text and, and we had a conversation today about it. It's like, he really loves watching soccer. He's like, he was like, dad, you think I could be a goalie? I was like, you can do whatever you want, buddy. As long as you think it's fun. And I was like, I, I really like watching the game. I was like, well, and that's what you can do. Right. I mean, yeah. that's what you can do. You want to watch the game you watch the game. You want to be able to go to games. Let's do that. Right. And I think that's that discussion and seeing all the social media, um, of of young young youth 
um, kids just embracing soccer in a sense, um, you know, in a sense that we I have not seen since probably 1994 in a sense, right? Like when when the World Cup was here for the first time, um, really sets up for 2026 to be in something really unique. As long as we can abolish FIFA before then, yep, four <laughs> years to annihilate well, FIFA who, who, and sa- which, sa- which save team? the sport. Which Get rid national of FIFA. team is, is trying to trying to succeed? Uh, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, if Denmark yeah. figures out how to succeed from FIFA and everyone follows suits, and I think we're fine. Yeah, like they'd, um, they'd have a they'd have a better shot, if, a better case if they actually you know played soccer in this tournament. So yeah, so, so true. So back back to the the narrative within this this mess of this group here. It's kind of similar in a way actually to the uh, the Korea Uruguay thing because at this point when Mexico is up to nil, Mexico's through. <laughs> they're they're actually with those two goals, and then the, the Saudi Arabia goal happens right. And that sets them off. That sets Poland to get the extra goal to, uh, uh, rather the goal forward to, to actually pass. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, this I don't, wasn't I, it. I don't believe so. I think they they needed either a third Argentinian goal or a third goal in their group to get through because I think they would have gone. They would have lost out on yellow cards in in the case. This oh, is the other brutal. The other yellow this card. Is, yeah, situation. this is the fair play rule. Brutal. Yeah. So. So if things if, if things had stood the way they did, um, so if, if Saudi Arabia had not scored um, and it would have went down to yellows, uh, Mexico would have been out. However, at the time that this is happening, Poland had a dude already on a yellow, and if he had gotten a second yellow card, it would have it would have evened out the yellow like the fair play points. Um, wow! So there was lots of narratives, and then yeah, then obviously Saudi Arabia puts it away in the ninety fifth yep. minute. Um, that almost yeah. feels better. I think if you're if you're like a Mexican player or fan, just like you know what, at least we didn't have to go to freaking card stuff. Like, right. fine, <laughs> right? So that sets up uh, some round of sixteen matches. Argentina, Australia is taking place uh, today. Um, if you're listening to the podcast or on Saturday, and then Sunday, France versus Poland in a game that um, only French people are going to want to watch because that game <laughs> will um, either be a a boring ass uh, slugfest or France is going to score four in the first like 45 minutes. And I'm hoping it's I, the latter, not the former. I have, I have a feeling it'll be something similar to that. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. Did well, we do it? I, we, we, almost man. We're almost done. What uh, was our, um, what was our craziest match of the, of the round? Um, any, any, any match, particular match jump out at you? It's it's got to be that combo of, of the of the Japan, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany all at the same time. Like that was I wasn't even watching them. I was li- doing the doing the text thing with you. I had to get an EV to pick up my daughter, so I had it in my ear while I was walking to get the car and go pick her up. And <laughs> between just the absolute chaos, like I had it, you know, I had it all in my head and in my ear, and I still could barely keep up with the madness. It was very yeah. unique, very very wild. So I can't I imagine trying to like split screen that if it was just yeah really no, crazy. It, it, like some days like if you guys wanna wanna be involved in like soccer drama, has to be put in 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 my family's group chat. Like my phone just <laughs> kept going off the whole time, and he says like I'm going to class. Text me updates, and so like you know, it was a bunch of like oh also, but I, for me like I think watching japan and south korea pull out what's considered you know to be something uh, an amazing feat you know japan literally 
giant killers in a sense, right? Um, seeing that and seeing South Korea really take it to Portugal, and um, I, I think, I think was 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 probably some of the highlights in, in for me to in in this in this tournament so far. Yeah. They've they've been a lot of fun to watch, um, and you know, and you know, it's just it's just it's just really interesting how if this is how World Cups are going to be like. You know, um, I, I, it's going to be really interesting in 2026 how, you know, we're going to have major blowouts because we didn't have a lot of goals. We didn't have a lot of blowouts in this tournament so far. We've, I've only can really count two. Um, and yeah. uh, and so goals came came scarcely. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what it's going to be like in 2026 when when more. How many more teams are being added? Twelve or 16 16 yeah so holy crap it's gonna be insane do you imagine three teams per bracket i mean i don't know like this is going to be nuts sounds like they might be scrapping that we could talk we have more time we could talk about because there's you know some crazy stuff about potential uh ways to avoid collusion and things like that so um, but that's what that's what fifa is fifa is collusion (laughs) that's 100 true uh, Eddie, um, Eric, what was the, what was your best goal of the round? I'll just say my, mine was, I may be recency biased, but that did us get a, a second one for today. I, I, I throw that one up for my, for my nomination. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to change mine. Cause as, as we were going through my, my memory was, was kicking it in. I'm, I'm going to go back to the, the Chavez free kick for Mexico. I thought that that thing was just the, the, the amount of power and distance from that thing was oh, remarkable. That's mine. Cool. Rodrigo, do you have one? Um, let me see. Now there's so many, so many good ones in this in this. But I, I, I like I like the coast to coast goal. Those are really hard to come by, and I think those are really like those are memorable moments when you have a coast to coast kind of game goal all the way through. Those are those are things that you you don't really forget, and I like that one a lot. So, cool. Um. All right, and then what's uh, we talked a little bit about some of the matches. What is the match um, in the knockout round that you guys are most looking forward to? Um, I'll say with with putting aside USA Netherlands because obviously that's where my allegiances lie. Um, the um, uh, Brazil South Korea I think will be fun as well as uh, Portugal Switzerland. So I'm looking at that Morocco Spain because yeah. if Morocco can keep this momentum going, like. That is a legit team that could go to the freaking final that I didn't even think we get out of the group. Not only that, but the historic context into this game would be just... Oh, we, we talked about it, my guy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I was like, you know, you, you know how much I love Spain, Eric. You know how much I, do. I love Spain. I do, I do. Es, España, I love España. España. Yep. So, you, so there are, you, yeah, you, there are, you can go to España while you're in Morocco if you go to Ceuta just to sh- have the mess. Sorry, go, I, go. I can go to España and then yeah. Portugal. Um, so there are, uh, in the knockout round, there's only six European teams, um, which is awesome. Um, yep. And for sure, two will go through because France and Poland play each other and Portugal and Switzerland play each other. But there's a, a non zero possibility that there might only be two. Uh, European teams that make it through the uh, quarterfinal round. Netherlands, USA, obviously, is going to be a, a, a tough one for the U.S., but I think the U.S. can beat them. Um, Senegal, England, again, we talked about that <clears throat> a little bit ago. Stranger um, things, absolutely. 
Um, and then um, obviously Morocco, Spain would love to see Morocco. Um, Morocco has been just on fire this tournament. Would just love yes. to see them knock out, uh, knock out Spain and Japan, Croatia. Um, man, Japan, that would be another huge one. You know, again, I don't think Japan's played a complete game yet either in this tournament. No, they speaking, haven't. Speaking of Germany, and um, if they can put you know a full ninety minutes together, they can certainly take Croatia. So we could have a, a really Croatia's also diverse... old. So yeah, I mean. That, not as old as I thought they were when I was going back and looking at the roster. <laughs> but Modric is old. Modric is pretty old. Um, but yeah, Japan likes to run, and Japan can run or run um, circles around Croatia. So there's yeah, a non-zero technical, possibility. The technical ability is great. So like I yeah. don't know. And then I, you know, I even think if you're, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you're you're alluding to this this um, this theme here, which is kind of the the fall of UEFA, which is not something I think I would have predicted. I, I just didn't predict it. Didn't see this one coming. Um, and it's yeah. been wonderful. I mean, it, it annihilated my bracket, but it's been great to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the Belgian <laughs> waffles can fall, anything is possible. It's, yeah, just nice to see a much more diverse and, and uh, quite frankly, um, less white uh, knockout round for, for the tournament. So, which, yeah. which brings up the question, too, is like, you know, like we all complained about the way that this, this structure for this tournament has been, the fact that we're playing it like this. Uh, at this during this time and at the same time with like all the other tournaments going on and, and the way that it's been coming back from um, uh, coming easy way back from a still continuing pandemic how um, how that's affected just over league play and everything I I do enjoy that the chaos I think if anything you want on a world tournament you want chaos because that's what you that's truly what will, will get things going but I mean I don't I don't mind it what's going on right now. I, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Like one thing that you tell you, I tell always my, my players is like, you know, it's like, just play the game, anything, you know, as Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Anything can happen. So. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> all right. Well, thank you guys. Um, I think we're going to keep this one under two hours in spite of everything. Um, thanks to Podiumware. For uh, sponsoring these World Cup po- podcasts, um, again, custom team and club soccer uniforms or apparel, reach out to Brian at podiumware.com or you can give him a call at 651-895-4559. Uh, and Pence Holmes, um, Nate Pence and his team, um, super special, super super thank you to uh, for those guys for helping us out and supporting the, the work that we're doing. Um, you can reach him at pencehomes.com uh, or 612-308-1122. <clears throat> If you want to reach out to us, if you're interested in, in supporting the Patreons of either of our shows, you can patreon.com um, slash MN football show or uh, the Dave's I know um, you can find the Minnesota football show on Twitter at MN football show. We are at TDIKMN. Um, I'm at Texas Zeller. Rodrigo is at RSC spoken word. Uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui. Eric is on the Instagrams at Eric uh, SB Musica. And Jess is, as always, at Jessica1440839 or two. We need to give Jess some sartorial homework, guys, from the knockout round. So keep an eye out for best-dressed coaches. And listeners, reach um, out, too, whether it's through Twitter or IG or whatever it is. If, if, if you want something, I don't know. If you, just reach out. If you're enjoying the tournament, let us know what you like. You know, exactly. We, we, we appreciate hearing from y'all. All right. Well, let's... um. Let's go all of our respective teams, um, except for, you know. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Uh, we'll <laughs> except, see. Except for Holland and. 
England. Except for the teams we don't like. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys after uh, the the quarter or the knockout. This round of sixteen is done. We actually have a little bit of uh, some leeway time in there. We don't have to record it the night of the matches being done and try and get it out the next morning. So we'll talk to you after the knockout rounds. Uh, thanks uh, for listening. And uh, well, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.